Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to some friends. Hello to Maya, Isabel, and Olivia. Hello to Carson and Travis on Mercer Island, Washington. And hello to Asha Rose. Thank you so much for supporting us. In Chapter 2, Susan woke up to find herself in Kitty's house. She finds out Kitty likes to be called Tucker and meets his mom and dad, who are not very happy Susan is in Cat City. They have told the council of her arrival, and now they are waiting to see what they will decide to do. Tucker has broken some rules by bringing Susan to Cat City, but he felt he had no choice. Chapter 3 Tucker tried very hard not to yell at his mother, but the older he got, the more he decided how absolutely backward she was. He always looked up to and admired his father and tried to be just like him even then, especially then while he listened to Cynthia rant about Susan. Silly girl has no idea, no idea what she has done. Cynthia paced back and forth across the homey kitchen from one counter to the other, her tail narrowly missing several loose items along the way. Tucker made a lunge for a small bowl as it finally fell and barely caught it in time, rolling over onto his back and cushioning it with his paws. Honestly, Tucker, Cynthia said as she turned to see him, how can you even think of playing at a time like this? Tucker let the bowl hit the floor and was sure he would have said something horrible he would really regret later when his father cut in. There's no use in crying over spilled milk, Cynthia, the big tabby said. She's here and hurt, and, according to Tucker, was attacked. It's not like the boy brought her here on purpose, right, Tucker? Maybe if you would just listen, Mom, Tucker said, grateful and a little surprised his father stood up for him. I told you, Susan's fall wasn't an accident. You saw the bite marks. He looked back and forth between his parents. You know what made them. How else can she understand us? I'm not having this foolish conversation with you, Tucker, Cynthia said. You and your excuses. The girl fell following you, and you feel guilty. You somehow contaminated her yourself, and you are trying to now cover it up. 
End of discussion. Mom, Tucker said, I'm not that stupid. Susan was in danger, and if she was in danger, so are we. A soft knock on the kitchen door put an end to the argument. Cynthia gave Tucker a glare as she went to answer it. Tucker rolled his eyes at George, who flicked an ear back. Cynthia opened the door. A lean, bronze cat stood waiting. Kai! Cynthia's mood changed instantly. Welcome! Please, come in! A long, slim Abyssian nodded to Cynthia as he entered. Thank you, my dear, he said, George. Hello, Tucker. Tucker always admired Counselor Kai. The quiet cat took Tucker's side on many occasions, even supporting him in his quest to be assigned above. Tucker was sure Kai also just saved him from any further wrath from Cynthia, which made him even more grateful. You've heard the news, I take it, Cynthia said. Kai's whiskers twitched in a small smile as he answered, his pale green-gold eyes never leaving Tucker's. That's why I'm here. Kai said in his light, soft voice. Tucker tried not to wince. Surely Kai would understand. What is the council planning to do? Cynthia's snub nose was bright and shiny from stress, her round green eyes bulging even more than normal. Yet to be decided, Kai said, but whatever we decide... I promise I will make sure Tucker is kept out of it. For the first time, Tucker wished Kai wasn't so protective of him. Yes, he was an old family friend. Yes, he sponsored Tucker to become a gatekeeper, a protector of the sacred grove, despite the fact that only his mother was purebred. And yes, Kai was always good to Tucker, despite the controversy his parents caused when his common tabby father married his pure Persian mother. But Tucker was grown up now and able to take care of himself. Besides, Tucker thought, I did do the right thing, and I'm taking responsibility for it, no matter what? We need to be sure, Kai said, as though hearing Tucker's thoughts and offering a warning, that this decision to bring the girl here won't affect Tucker's standing as a gatekeeper. Tucker felt a stab of anxiety. He hadn't considered that in the heat of the moment... He worked so hard to become a gatekeeper, a guardian of the great gate protecting his city 
from the outside world. He hadn't for a second thought his position might be taken from him. But knowing how hesitant the council was in the first place to take him on, he now realized how fragile his position was. What's done is done, Tucker thought. All will be well, Kai said. I will see to it. I still have a strong voice in the council. I hear a butt in there, Kai, George said. So did Tucker. I don't know if I will be able to protect the girl, Kai said, and, for the first time, Tucker noticed the droop of his whiskers and the soft sheen of dust on his usually spotless paws. Tucker tried not to feel bad, knowing despite Kai's normal calm, the older cat was worried, and it was all Tucker's fault. And the rats, Tucker thought. I have to talk to Kai privately. No one else will believe me that the rats are back. The very thought made Tucker shudder. The girl's presence here makes things complicated, Kai said and sighed. Where are my manners, Cynthia said. You must be exhausted. You are working so hard on our behalf. Please sit. Have some milk? Kai nodded slowly. Yes. Thank you, Cynthia. George nudged a cushion forward, and Kai curled up elegantly on it, not even turning around once to find the right place Tucker admired. In short order, Cynthia had a small saucer filled with fresh milk ready, and Kai drank with the same easy calm as he did everything. If that was me, Tucker thought with some envy, I'd have it all over my chin and the floor. Kai made quick work of the milk and proceeded to quietly groom his whiskers with a soft purr of approval. Thank you, Cynthia. Quite lovely. Tucker was sure his mother was blushing under all that heavy white fur. When will the council meet? George said. Also undecided, Kai said, finishing with his whiskers. The whole city is in an uproar over this. We need to calm some of the more radical of our number before the girl can be brought out. But soon. The longer the girl is with us, the more chance the humans will discover we are here. The mother? Cynthia said. Will she not come looking? Kai got to his feet and stretched out his long body. No. Two gatekeepers are holding time and will continue to do so until we decide what to do. Tucker was confused. Holding time? What did Kai mean? He was a gatekeeper and never heard of this magic before, 
but whatever it was, it made his parents relax a little. We will be ready when you call us, Cynthia said. I know you will, Kai said, and now I really must be going. Tucker, Kai turned to him, will you escort me? Of course he will. Tucker, go with the counselor. Cynthia was already pushing Tucker toward the door and the waiting Kai. After you, Kai murmured as Tucker slipped out, grateful for the escape from his mother, but a little nervous about what Kai wanted from him. Tucker usually took a moment to admire the spread of the beautiful magic city every time he walked out his door, but wasn't in the mood for it that day. So what if he lived on the rim of the underground valley and got to see the entire city below perfectly and clearly? Who cared if he could spend hours just staring at the many houses and buildings and fountains and sculptures filling the valley to the brim? He was just too worried about Susan and his place as a gatekeeper to think about the wonders of Cat City just then. In fact, he actually moped as he walked quietly beside the silent Kai on the way down the wide, cobbled street toward the center of the city. I wanted to tell you how much I admire what you did, Tucker, Kai said. Tucker couldn't have been more surprised. Really? He knew his ears and whiskers were twitching from happiness, but he didn't care that Kai knew. Really, Kai said. The girl is too important to have something happen to her. Tucker agreed completely. The security of the house above us is paramount, Kai said. If her parents were to lose her, there is a chance it would fall empty again. And we would be at risk, Tucker said. I know. The humans are so close now. What if one of them comes along and decides to take the house down? We have our plan, Tucker, Kai said, the council. But for now, you have kept the city safe, in my opinion, no matter what the others think. Tucker swelled a bit with pride. I did do the right thing, he thought. I knew it. But I am wondering why it was necessary, Kai continued. You said the girl was in danger, according to your mother, but never said what the danger was. Tucker hesitated for a moment. Was he really willing to sound like he was crazy? He was about to tell one of the only people in Cat City who trusted him that the rats their ancient enemies long since gone had returned? 
He valued Kai's opinion so much, he decided to hold his tongue. The fall, Tucker said, knowing how lame that was. I was sure she wouldn't recover and her mother would never find her in the grove. But why didn't you then take her to the edge of the woods and leave her? Kai paused and turned to Tucker. I, um, I... Tucker thought hard but had no good reason. I guess I didn't think it through, he finally said, hanging his head, unable to meet the older cat's eyes and wondering if he should tell the whole truth. I'm not angry, Kai said, just trying to understand so I can defend you, Tucker. I know, Tucker said, thank you. It's just, what? Those huge eyes stared into him. You'll think I'm crazy, Tucker told the counselor in a rush. Kai sighed a laugh, whiskers flickering. Tucker, my boy, you are many things, but crazy is not one of them. In fact, of all the young cats I know, you make me the most proud. Tucker was stunned. Him? Really? Kai leaned forward and head-butted Tucker gently. I have great plans for you, Tucker. Great plans. And I can't have those plans put to an end because you were worried I would judge you. Plans for me? Tucker thought, lost in the wonder of it. You are destined for far better things than merely gatekeeping, Kai told him. And I want to be sure you get the chance to fulfill that destiny. Now tell me, why did you really think the girl was in danger? Tucker drew a deep breath and took a chance. (sighs) Rats, Tucker said. She was attacked by rats. Kai nodded once. I know. Tucker felt so much relief, he almost forgot to ask. How? Because, Kai said, I've seen them too. Good night. Sleep tight.